0: In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. Congressman Bill Heisinga has joined a bipartisan resolution in support of Israel condemning the attacks carried out by Hamas. Heisinga tells us the attack against Israel by the Gaza-based Hamas is barbaric and cannot be tolerated anybody who's paying attention to the news has seen horrific, horrific images and news reports of the kidnappings, the beheadings, just the atrocities that have occurred from Hamas. And I think in their attempt to try to pull in uh, Hezbollah and other groups and organizations that are in favor of eliminating Israel, hopefully that is not going to spread to a wider regional conflict and war. But I fully support Israel and its right to defend Itself. Heisinga says the U.S. can provide some aid to Israel without the House functioning, but he believes the situation underscores the urgency to elect a Speaker of the House. He's backing Steve Scalise and is calling on other Republicans to join him. Heisinga expects the first thing the House will vote on following the election of a Speaker will be the resolution supporting Israel. A Royal Oak man is glad to have made it out of Israel just hours after the terrorist attack started this last weekend. John Lichtenberg was in Israel for business, and although he was in Tel Aviv, he saw missiles flying overhead and people in a panic to get to safety. We asked him if he'd ever go back. Never, 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 never. I mean, I, I just, it's too volatile. I mean, it, there's an example. I mean, they say an everyday occurrence can be a few missiles are tossed, but not 5,000, not entering all those countries, not coming in to hang layers and, and bulldozers. I, to me, that's a risk I would never, ever, ever take. Lichtenberg teared up when he talked about seeing his son when his plane arrived in Chicago and when he was reunited with his wife at the metro airport in Detroit. His thoughts remain with the people of Israel, including the Americans, who still need to get out. Lawmakers in Lansing are moving forward with a bill package to remove local decision-making when it comes to industrial-scale wind and solar farms. It's part of the governor's What's Next agenda streamlining approval and construction of solar and wind farms by transferring zoning decisions out of local government control and into the hands of the Michigan Public Service Commission. Bill sponsor Ranjeev Puri is from Wayne County. Farmers and, and landowners are, are, are have their hands tied by restrictive ordinances that really limit what they can do with their land. And so this legislation just provides more opportunity for them to, to, to do uh, and, and, and make their own make their own choices but energy committee member Pauline Wenzel says the legislation puts what should be local decisions into the hands of unelected bureaucrats This goes directly against the will of the people at least my constituents and my people um, in Southwest Michigan in fact we just had this on the ballot and it failed miserably 8020. Michigan Association of Counties opposes the plan. It says the MPSC was not created for zoning, and ultimately countywide zoning might be the best path forward to provide developers predictability while preserving local control. Expect action locally today at the Berrien County Board of Commissioners. The Hager Township Board of Trustees has approved a resolution in opposition of that same solar and wind local control issue. Township Supervisor Izzy DiMaggio. Michigan Township Association advised us of it. At the last minute, I prepared a resolution, and our township board adopted it, that we are opposed to the preempting of local control over these wind farms and renewable energy sources. DiMaggio says the board's resolution will be sent to the area's state lawmakers and the governor's office. He believes decisions over large energy developments need to be local. The resolution notes the MPSC has no land control use experience. Go big or go gnome? For their annual fall fundraising event, Krassel Art Center decided to do something different. They're asking people to create gnomes. Director of Events Jamie Balkin explains it's called Go Big or Go Gnome, and it promises a blend of competition, creativity, and community engagement. We're inviting people to make gnomes, <laughs> and our hope is to fill our the lawn garden with gnomes. Um, the gnomes can be indoor or outdoor gnomes, um, whatever your pleasure. Balkin says everyone is encouraged to share their artistic interpretation of a gnome, enter the competition, and enjoy the big gnome unveiling. It's happening November second through the fourth. Grazzle plans food trucks, shopping from local artists, and a lot of fun. But why gnomes? Because we like them. <laughs> And that sounds so funny and silly. We thought about scarecrows at first, and we said, no, What's more universal, and then we went with gnomes. The entry fee is $25 for individuals and $50 for groups. Check out their Crazzle website for more information. Voting will start with the big gnome unveiling and run through November 16. Winners of the competition will be announced on the 17th. A Benton Harbor man is dead following a fire Tuesday night. The Benton Harbor Department of Public Safety says firefighters responded to the home at 725 McAllister shortly after 10 o'clock in the evening on a report of a structure fire. A family of three lived in the home. Firefighters arrived to find two of the residents, a husband and wife, outside. They said their 39-year-old son was still inside. A rescue team went inside and found the son in his upstairs bedroom. He had died due to smoke and heat. The mother and father retreated at the scene for smoke inhalation and were taken to Corwell Health South. The cause of the fire remains under investigation. The names of the victims have not been released. No one is hurt after a truck fire in Van Buren County on Wednesday. The Van Buren County Sheriff's Department says deputies were sent to 45th Street south of County Road 388 in Bloomingdale Township around 9 a.m. and found the truck fully engulfed. The driver of the vehicle had gotten out and was not hurt. The fire was too powerful for deputies to put it out with fire extinguishers. That was left up to the Bloomingdale Fire Department. Deputies say it appears the fire started in the truck's engine compartment. It was towed from the scene. As Republicans in Congress work to install a new Speaker of the House, retired Congressman Fred Upton is watching with great interest. He spoke on MSNBC after Steve Scalise was nominated for the speakership on Wednesday and said Scalise's main rival, Jim Jordan, is about as conservative as you can get you'd have to say that jim jordan was literally at at the very edge Uh, of course he was chairman of is chairman of the house judiciary committee a very partisan committee it has been for a good 10 years on from both sides upton said scalise has a better relationship with a larger cross-section of the house he called it a blow to former president donald trump that Scalise was nominated before Jordan. I don't think a president or a former president has ever weighed in on a speakership. At least on the, I don't think that's ever happened. Trump doesn't usually do this unless he thinks he's going to win. Upton wonders how many rounds of voting it will take to elect a speaker to become Speaker of the House of Representatives. You need a majority, at least 217 votes currently. Lincoln Township Clerk Stacy Lore Porter has been named to chair the Berrien County Clerks Association She'll replace new Buffalo Township Clerk Judy Zabicki as Zabicki is moving away from the area. Laura Porter tells the association it's a good way for clerks from all over the county to work together. It's a really good support group for all the clerks in Barron County. I think all the clerks in Barron County are part of it, and it includes villages, townships, and cities. And we all work together. We provide educational events that help us do our job better. And it's just a really good networking opportunity. Laura Porter has been Lincoln Township Clerk since 2008. She has served as chair of the Berrien County Clerks Association once before, and this term will be for two years. Buchanan City Clerk Kella Langston was named treasurer of the group to replace Laura Porter in that role. Fundraising for a splash pad in Coloma is well underway, and it was helped a great deal by an event held this past weekend at the Pawpaw Lake Yacht Club. Coloma Mayor Marsha Hammond tells us the goal is to raise $170,000 to install a splash pad at Randall Park, hopefully starting next spring. The city is using money left by the Leonard family and donations to pay for the cost. This is not going to be tax dollars that are going to put it there. It's going to be money that we have gotten from fundraisers and support from the communities. Hammond says the local Rotary has made a generous contribution, and then the Pink Hat ladies organized this past Saturday's cash for splash luncheon and style show at the club. They know each other from the yacht club in Coloma. They started walking during COVID because they just needed to get outside, and they talked to us about doing a fashion show, and let's just say. They did it upright. They did such a tremendous job. It was really a fun event. Both businesses and individuals contributed to the door prizes, raffle items, and silent auction items for the day. Hammond says the event raised just under $9,000. She tells us the fundraising for the Splash Pad started out a bit slow, but it's been gaining momentum. Anyone can donate to the project by calling City Hall. And set for this Friday is a chance for anyone to meet and mingle with police officers from across Berrien County. Michigan State Police Trooper Holly Higgs tells us coffee with a cop will be held at the local in Baroda. On hand will be State Police, the Berrien County Sheriff's Department, and the Baroda Lake Township Police Department. They will answer questions for anyone who stops by. It's just a great opportunity to break down some barriers that we have. Most people don't want to walk up to police officers while we're on the street or in our car. We're kind of inapproachable. But when we're sitting down over food, it's a it's a great time to be able to just talk and get to know what some of the concerns are in the community. Higgs says when these events are held, people often express concern about crime in their neighborhood and ask how someone becomes a police officer. She notes most of the contacts people have with cops are in an emergency or stressful situation, so this will be much more laid back. Coffee with a cop runs from 8 a.m. to 10 a.m., and anyone can stop by. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.